Happy Sunday. Happy Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. And also thank you, Lil Byron, for providing today's intro music on this episode. Please hit the link in the bio to hear more of his music. Got some positive stuff going on. Um, I'm returning today with the Sunday Sermon Series. Just want to reiterate, I will do one to two of these uh, per month. Hey, no fluff today. Let's get to the sermon. Today, I want to talk about faith faithfulness and following God. Let me tell you a story. I moved to Houston in 2016, had an internship at Champion Forest Baptist Church. And to kind of fast forward, at the end of the internship, I was offered a job and it was a huge move from Mississippi to Houston. And I said, yes. And so I went back home to live a couple months before the new budget year started. And on my way back to Houston, I was just trying to figure things out. Like, all right, this will be my first like big boy job. And I didn't have like a lot of money saved up where I'm going to live. So I had like a plan, say with some friends. Um, and uh, literally on my way back to Houston, I get a call from the life group leaders. And she says to me that her and her husband, that the Lord has laid on their heart for a while now, but they wanted to open up their home so I can stay with them for rent free. Friends, literally on my way back to Houston, while I was still trying to figure things out, God provided me a place to stay rent free. And if you know anything about the rent in Houston and the Northwest area, the spring area, rent is high. So this was huge. So God is faithful, y'all. While I was trying to figure it out, God was already working it out. I didn't know the when, the where, or the how things were going to work out, but I knew the who, and that was my faithful father. So in our text today, we're going to see the faithfulness of God demonstrated through the life of Abram and Sarai. Faithfulness is defined as God's dependability, his loyalty, and stability through his people, to his people. The faithfulness of God and his word um, is a constant theme all throughout the Bible. Today, in a time allotted, I just want to inform you of three powerful truths. Number one, God is faithful in your famine. Um, And for us, God is faithful in COVID. God is faithful in this pandemic. Number two, God is faithful in your failures. And, um, And number three, God is faithful forever. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 10 says this. Now, there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land, which leads me to point number one. God is faithful in your famine. Famine is defined as a lack of food or a lack of water, and maybe your famine today, maybe, maybe it's not food. Maybe it's not water. Maybe your family is in your relationships or in your finances. But regardless of whatever family that you may be experiencing right now, one thing remains constant, and that is that God is faithful. Abram, and we're going to see in the text even more, he held on to the promises of God, even in the midst of difficulty and even in the midst of uncertainty. And just thinking about this year of 2020, the words difficulty and the words uncertainty ring true even now. But just like Abram, when things get tough in our lives, friend, don't turn back, but press forward. 
hear this. See, Abram was promised a family, but he had no child. Abram was promised land, but he had no soil to cultivate. Abram was promised a blessing, but he was experiencing a famine. Sometimes God will allow you to get to a place where all your resources have been depleted, all your connections and your schemes and your planning and preparation just isn't working out just to flex his muscles and show us how good and how faithful he is. And it's precisely at this moment when we get to the end of ourselves, we can discover Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It's at this moment that when we're in despair and think we have nothing to offer to the Lord, then he can truly get to work on our hearts and through our lives. Friend, I got a secret for you. Faith doesn't exempt us from trials doesn't exempt us from tribulations, doesn't exempt us from trying times, regardless of what any preacher says. Like faith doesn't exempt us from that. Faith sustains us in the midst of it. Want to pick up in verses 11 through 18. And really, to be honest with y'all, like this is the best part of the sermon. This is words directly from the Bible. So listening so you can really understand and get um, the, the essence of this sermon. Now, talking about Abram. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know that you are a woman, beautiful in appearance. And when the Egyptians see you, they would say, this is my wife. Then they would kill me, but they would let you live. Say you are my sister, that it may go well with you because of me, that my life may be spared for your sake. Verse 14. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful and when the prince of Pharaoh saw her, when the princes of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. And for her sake, he dealt well with Abram and he gave him sheep and oxen, male donkeys and so much more. Verse 17. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, his wife. So Abram called Abram. I'm sorry. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this that you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that this was your wife? Then he sent them away. This leads me to point number two, that God is faithful in your failure. Abram's fear of Sarai being taken into Pharaoh's harem and his being killed led him to fail in the area of faith, led him to to lie and to disguise his true relationship with her. Abram responded in fear. But friend, we must choose faith over fear every time. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And even in the midst of our mess-ups, even in the midst of our failures, we still can see God's presence. We still can see God's protection, and we still can see God's power, just as Abram, in the midst of his failure, we see God's presence, protection, and power as he delivers Sarai. But I want to revisit verse 17. It's about, it's about to get good, y'all. I want to revisit verse 17. And it says, but the Lord, I love those three words, but the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Now, let's go back to school and we're praying for the college students and all students and teachers and school personnel as they're returning back to school um, in a hybrid fashion, uh, fashion for most of them. Um, my wife is a teacher. Be praying for her, but we're praying for everyone. But let's go back to school. 
the word but is a conjunction. And this particular conjunction is used to introduce a statement that adds something to the previous statement and usually in a, in a way that, that brings about contrast. In other words, when you see the conjunction but, you should realize that something is about to change. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you some Bible. Let me give you some Bible. Psalms 34 and 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Y'all, I'm just so glad that the scripture didn't end right there where it says many are the afflictions of the righteous. So I'm going to start it from the top and that you hear it in this entirety. Psalms 34 and 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So whatever affliction that you're going through right now, there's an expiration date on there where God is going to deliver you. Psalm 73 and 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Friend, we were on our way to hell and, and going to be separated from God. But Romans 5 declares, But God commended his love toward us that while we was yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Christ, and he didn't look down on the earth and, you know, I'm going to wait till the humans get it together and then I'm going to go die for, for them. No, because he would have been waiting a long time because we can't get ourselves together away from God. I remember in college years, I would invite different people to 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 Bible study and to worship. And a lot of them will say, you know, what? I'm trying to get myself together. And I just want to include this, that you can't get yourself together away from God. There's a Jesus shaped hole on the inside of you that only Jesus can feel. Not accomplishments, relationships or anything else. Only Jesus satisfies. Only Jesus fulfills. That's like saying I have a terrible toothache and somebody invites me to a free appointment with their dentist. And I say to them, I'm going to wait till my tooth feel better before I go to the dentist. It sounds crazy, right? It, it sounds just as crazy when we say I'm going to get myself together away from God. That was just a free commercial. That was free right there. But back to the sermon. I don't know about you. But in this year, I need God to butt into some situations in my life. In spite of whatever you may be going through, know this, that God can butt in at any moment, at any time, in any situation, and demonstrate his faithfulness and while you with his goodness. God can butt into this decade, the beginning of this decade. God can butt into 2020. God can butt into this global pandemic and turn this year around and make everything work out for your good, but also for his glory. God is in the turnaround business. And I just declare over your life that God is about to just turn some things around in your life. Things you've been praying about and believing for. I believe that God is going to deliver and set you free. And once again, he's going to work everything out. Even with the things that don't feel good, look good, or seem good, God's going to work it all out for your ultimate good and for his glory. Friends, know that number one, God is faithful in the famine. Know that number two, that God is faithful in your failure. And number three, as I'm about to land this sermon plain, that God is faithful forever. Point number three is this, God is faithful forever. Psalms 119 and 20 says, your faithfulness endures to all generations. 
you have established the earth and it stands fast. From Genesis to Revelation, God is faithful. When Moses was at the Red Sea, we saw the faithfulness of God. We saw the faithfulness of God demonstrated as they walked over on dry ground. Now, I don't know about you, but if, if Pharaoh and his army was behind me, I would have been okay with, with swimming or getting muddy. But God was so good, so thorough, so faithful that they walked over Red Sea. They walked over on dry ground. Once again, from Genesis to Revelation, we see the faithfulness of God. And if we're honest, and if we pay close attention, when we look at the, the Genesis in our lives up until now, we can see and look back that God has been faithful. And if God delivered before, he'll do it again. Same God now, same God yesterday, today, and forever. When Gideon was heavily outnumbered, we saw the faithfulness of God. When David was facing giant by the name of Goliath, we see the faithfulness of God as God provides the victory. When Daniel was in lion's dens, we see the faithfulness of God where God protected him. When the three Hebrew boys were in the fire, we see the faithfulness of God, that God showed up with them while they was in the fire. And let me pause and say this. There are some fires that God will put out and extinguish before we get to them. But there are some fires that he will allow us to go through and he'll be there with you right in the midst of that fire. And we see ultimately that God's faithfulness is demonstrated in the person of Jesus Christ. Hashtag the gospel. My favorite verse right here. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting eternal life. Salvation is available to you today. Don't wait. And back to the text, back to Genesis. God had to intervene with the Pharaoh and Abram and Sarai because it was through Abram and Sarai that Christ would be born. God was and is faithful to the promise of providing a means of salvation for humanity. Just like Abram, often we turn our backs on God through fear or disobedience, yet in his faithfulness, God will still extend his hand of mercy and his hand of grace. And I don't know what you're going through, but I just want to tell you this, that God's hand, God's arm is long enough and his hand is big enough to reach you right where you are. And friends, even when we're bad to him, God is still good to us. We call that grace. But grace isn't, now hear me out, grace isn't, isn't an excuse to sin, but it's the power not to be slaves to our sinful nature. Amen. So I just wanted to encourage you today to keep your faith in a faithful God. God is still on the throne. Nothing has caught him by surprise. I want to encourage you, my brother, and I want to encourage you, my sister, that even in the midst of failure and famine, even in the midst of COVID-19, the coronavirus, and a global pandemic, continue to walk and live by faith and not by sight. Because faith honors God and God honors faith. Friends, faith is the key to victory because it takes faith to please God. We are saved because of our faith. We walk by faith. We give by faith. We pray in faith. We wait in faith. So keep the faith, my brother, and keep the faith, my sister. You may say, Paul, well, what exactly is faith? Well, I'm glad you asked. Faith is one step at a time. One obedient decision at a time. Faith is active. Faith is not faithful until it's actually put into motion. Let me ask you this. Like, what is that thing 
that God is calling you to do. There are people right now in your life or maybe people that you know or you don't know that are waiting for you to walk in purpose and walk in obedience to the will and the call of God on your life. But that's another sermon for another day. Faith is one step at a time. Faith is active. Faith is more than a belief, but it's a commitment to the will of God for your life. My last scripture, Luke 22, 31 through 32. I love this. Jesus is talking to Simon, Peter, and he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he may sift you like wheat. But I pray for you. I pray that your faith fail you not. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. And that's my prayer for you today, my brother. That's my prayer for you today, my sister. That's my prayer for you that's listening right now that your faith won't fail you, but it will sustain you. And ending where I started off and God provided me a place to stay. I've seen God's faithfulness over and over again in past events. So now when new trials arise, I can say in faith that if he did it before, he can do it again. I'll leave you with these three things as a recap and a reminder. God is faithful in our failure. God is faithful in our famine. God is faithful forever. So keep your faith in our faithful God. Amen and amen again. So my wife will be joining me this Wednesday as we're going to talk about embracing the season that you're in and how to enjoy your life right now as we have stepped over into the fourth quarter of this year. So I'm super excited about that episode. So be sure to tune in and listen on Wednesday. And also for more motivational content, please hit the link in the show notes and follow me on Instagram at Paul W. Calco. We'll love to hear from you and see what topics you want to hear about moving forward. And if this sermon and if this podcast has been a blessing to you, if it has encouraged you, would you consider sharing this with your friends and sharing this with your family, either individually through a text and or share it on your social media. And we will see you Wednesday for another episode of Real People, Real Talk. Now, my lovely wife is going to conclude today's episode by praying for you. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for who you are, everything that you're doing in our lives. We thank you that you have given us another day to wake up and start over. We pray that as we go throughout this year, as we finish up this year, that you just continue to bless us, that we continue to give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. Bless us as we go into this week and every day after. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes we forget to give thanks for the little things And Sunday mornings they become a distant memory How did I lose touch in the first place? But every time I do, I look in the mirror and say Ain't nothing like them Sunday mornings at church Church, sometimes you got